you'll, there'll be nothing that, that would be able to stand in your way. You will worship him. You will thank him. You will praise him. And you might say, oh, it hasn't happened yet. We don't thank him because it happens. We thank him because of who he is and who he said he is. You know, maybe I don't need healing tonight, but I could thank him for being the healer. I might, I might not need a lot of peace tonight, but I thank him for being my peace. He said, my peace I give to you. I say, I thank God for your peace. I thank God for your joy. I thank God for, for your, your healing power that is available to me. And because it's available, I could praise him. I could worship him. I could thank him for who he is, not what he, just what he has done. And a lot of times, you know, that's, that's how we grew up. I grew up, if somebody does something nice for you, you thank them, right? That's what we teach our kids. But we should be thanking God because of who he is. And if you believe this is true, and I'm telling you, this is, this is the word of life. If you believe the word of life is true, then you don't have any problem about getting excited about Jesus. You don't have any problem about waking up and spending some time in prayer. You don't have any problem about waking up and cracking your Bible. Just, okay, talk to me some more today, God. I want to hear from you. I want to read something that's going to impact my heart today. And I love the Word of God because you don't need to read a chapter a day. You don't need to read a book a day. Sometimes you just need to read one verse. You ever just open up your Bible and get ready for a good long session and you read one verse and you're like, wow, that's what I needed to hear today. Took out 10 seconds of my day and it impacts my heart. It changes my day. It changes my thoughts for the day as I meditate upon him, meditate upon what he said from one verse. You know, people all over America today, all over the world today on a Sunday are preaching messages from one verse that the pastor found in the Bible. You know, one verse can change your day. You don't need to read so much. You just allow the word to be alive in you and impact you for that day, for that moment. And so when we believe this, when we truly believe this is true, we can get excited about what God has for us, what is in store for us. And he said that he forgives all your sin and he heals all your diseases. I'm so thankful that he's an all kind of a God. Don't forget all that he has done for us. David, prophetically speaking of the Lord in this situation, I believe, and he said, don't forget all. Don't forget all. All is the big thing because he heals all our diseases. By his wounds, we are healed. Isaiah 53, 1 Peter chapter 2. All, by his wounds, all, you have been healed by all that would come against your body. This is what we need to stand on, rejoice in, and believe him for every day of our lives. I want to tell you about a, about a pastor that I, I, I heard about. His name was Dwayne, Pastor Dwayne, and he was down in Texas. And he was pastoring a church, and he was doing a really good job. He grew that church. He had two services on Sunday, and he had a Sunday night. And that church was going. It was growing. He's impacting his community. Several hundred people in every service. One Sunday, he wakes up, wasn't feeling too well, but he went ahead and pushed through. And he taught both his morning services. 
after the, the second service, he wasn't feeling very good at all. He just kind of felt the aches and, you know, how when you get that flu going and, and you're not feeling good. And he went to his associate pastor and he said, listen, guys, I, you know, I, I'm not going to be able to teach tonight. You're going to have to take the service. But, uh, I, I, you know, hopefully I'll be back and we'll be ready to go on Wednesday night. But I just can't do it tonight. Can one of you guys take it? One of the guys ended up taking the service, but what that pastor didn't realize is those messages that he preached that morning were going to be the last messages that he ever preached in the church that he had started. Because as, as that week went on in the days to come, that flu virus began to attack, attack his vocal cords. And his vocal cords began to be eaten away by this virus. And so over the next several months, he goes to specialist after specialist. And nobody could do anything to help him. He goes over time, over the, uh, the next year, he goes to visit over 200 different doctors all over the country because nobody can figure out what has been going on with his vocal cords. Why did the flu take his voice? 63, 63 different specialists examined him and they just shrugged their shoulders and say, there's nothing we can do. Your voice is gone. And so obviously, as a pastor, your, your biggest tool, your biggest weapon is your voice. Without a voice, you know, it's kind of hard to, to pastor a church and to teach your people. And so he had to step down from his church. And when he did that, it broke his heart. It was the church he had started. It was what he had lived his whole life for. It's what he had served. And, and you know, he'd worked in other churches. He got to a place. He had his own church. And now here he, he, he can no longer teach. And so he gives up his church. He stays there for a little while as kind of a, a you know, just to support and to, 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 to help the church go along. But, but every time he would go to church, his heart would just break because he couldn't do what he believed God had called him to do. And so he moves away from his city. His wife had to go get a job to support the family. He didn't really have any other uh, abilities other than teaching. He just lived his whole life knowing I'm going to be a pastor, I'm going to be a pastor. And that was his whole focus. And so now he can't speak very well at all. He's in depression. He's, he's not really wanting to even show his face in a church. But he still shows up week after week after week. And he goes and he finds himself a big Baptist church to hide in. And, and he he's becomes part of this big Baptist church. And uh, one, one day, uh, the... The Sunday school that they had, he, you know, he would go to the Sunday school on a regular basis and just sit there and, and, and listen. But uh, the Sunday school teacher was not able to be there, and the pastor was out of town. And so they didn't have anybody else to teach the Sunday school class. And so they, they, somebody said, well, you know, Dwayne, he used to pastor a church. And so the, the, the leader of the Sunday school class came up to him and said, you know, I can't be here next week. Will you please teach uh, the Sunday school. And he said, no, no, no. He said, nobody wants to listen to me. Nobody wants to, to hear me in my voice because he would talk kind of like this. And he, I'm going to play a little, little clip of it in a moment. You'll see his voice. He's kind of hard to understand. And he'd talk with a whisper. And, you know, he didn't really have a, a booming voice anymore at all. And the leader of the Sunday school said, listen, we'll hook you up with two microphones. We'll do the, everything we can to pick up your voice. We just need you to teach this class because there's nobody else that can do it. And they had you know, a thousand people coming to this Sunday school class. 
And so he is saying, okay, I, I, we just need somebody to teach us. Can you please just get up and do this? Everything's already laid out for you. We've already got the whole uh, uh, curriculum plan. We got the whole thing just done. We just need you to stand up and just teach this one class for us. And after talking to him and after persuading him that they would amplify his voice enough to be able to teach, he relented and he said, okay, I'll teach the Sunday school class. And so uh, what, what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play this little short clip. It's going to be about three and a half minutes. And you're going to hear what, what happens as he begins to teach in this clip and how this, this taking this Sunday school class changes his whole life and his whole out view on, on who God really is and what the love of God is all about. And the amazing thing is here is, is the, 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 the class that he was to teach was going to be out of Psalms 103, which we just read, that he forgives all your sins and he heals all your diseases. Now, again, I don't know what your background is. Maybe some of you have come out of the, the Baptist churches, but, but uh, you, you'll see that, that uh, his, his teaching wasn't really what, what we would believe today. It's not anything that Pastor Mike would be teaching because he's teaching out of his experiences. He's not teaching from the word. He's teaching from what he's known in his heart and in his life. And he knows that God is a good God. Baptists believe God is good. Baptists believe that God loves, loves them. But they don't believe that God always heals. And so you'll hear as he teaches this, I'm not playing this because of the, the teaching that he's giving. I'm playing this because of what God does through his teaching. And you're going to see this in just a moment. If we have that clip ready, can we go ahead and go ahead and play that? So when the psalmist writes, and he heals all of my diseases, let me say to you that I believe God still heals. That hasn't ended. That is not over. Now you have to be careful on how you do this. Because there are folks who carry things to an excess and it becomes a show. And God has never intended that that be what it is. God heals in his sovereign will. I don't know why God does things that he does. But I know that he does. And the only thing he requires of me is to allow him to be God and me to be me and let it be. To say that every single person will always be healed because Jesus died on the cross is a misinterpretation of scripture. Not true, won't work. Isaiah 53 doesn't talk about physical healing. I'm sorry, that's just not the context. And to impress that there causes a misinterpretation of scripture. That's wrong. On the other hand, to say that, since we don't have anything after the book of Acts, that miracles ended at the book of Acts and they never happen again, is equally as wrong. Because you have put God in a box both ways. And he doesn't want to be in the box. So, the psalmist says, I'm excited. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. One of his benefits is he heals all of my diseases. And in verse 4 he says, and he redeems my life from the pit. Now I like that verse just a whole lot. I have had and you have had in times past pit experiences. We've both had we've all had times when our life seemed to be in a pit, in a grave. 
And we didn't have an answer for the pit we find ourselves in. And I don't understand this right now. I'm but overwhelmed at the moment. I'm not quite sure what to say or do. <laughs> I'm uh, Sounds funny to say a loss for words. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? Here, this, this pastor, he knows that God can do these things. He knows that God can touch you. But he says, but it's to say he'll touch everybody all the time, that he heals all diseases. Didn't he kind of contradict himself? He said, now to say that the Bible says God heals all is a misinterpretation of scripture. And so let's go back and read this verse. And he heals all your diseases. And so, he, you know, here he is. He's stuck between his experience and what the word of God says. Can you imagine how many times he'd probably prayed and he'd probably had other people pray for him and he'd lost his voice. He lost his ministry. He couldn't fulfill what he was called to do. And then on this day, as he's teaching, his voice came back. He said, as soon as he read and God heals all your diseases, he said it's just, it was just like something just broke on the inside of his, 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 his uh, uh, vocal cords and he said, it just, my voice just came back by reading that verse. And then, uh, you know, he didn't stay in the Baptist church. He left and he began to travel and he began to, to preach and teach again about the message of faith and how God heals. And so, uh, you know, th this completely changed his life. He was back in the ministry doing, doing everything that he can for God to get the word out to everybody. God always heals. He heals always. Amen. But on this day, he didn't believe that. On this day, he was confused about what the word said and about what his experiences had been. How many have ever been in that situation before? You know, I know the Bible says he provides all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, but my needs aren't met. And I guess it doesn't always work for me. And you know, I'm in depression. I guess the joy of the Lord doesn't always work for us. And you know, I've got pain in my body. I guess healing really doesn't always work. That's a misinterpretation of Scripture to say it always. You know, he forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. That's a misinterpretation of Scripture. No, that is the Scripture. Amen. 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 That is what's available to us. 
And just in this three and a half minutes that we hear this pastor teaching this message that I believe God divinely set up for him to teach, as he's delivering the word, his voice comes back. And I don't believe it's because he was special. I don't believe it's because God just wanted to do a a miracle and so this man had this flew and lost his voice so that God could show how good he was. You know, people began to start to twist this. That's not what it is. It's the word works. The word works. He came to heal us. He sent the word to heal them. He is Yahweh. If you need healing, he is your healing tonight. He is here in this place, I believe, to touch bodies tonight. Just like he touched Pastor Dwayne, he could fix whatever is going on in you. The first time I heard that, I, sat, I was sitting in my desk. I was, I was just flipping through YouTube, and I thought, oh, I'll, I'll click on this and see what that's about. Man, I was sitting there just crying, just, just the power of God. The power of God. And, and it, not the fact of, that I was amazed that God did it for this man. You know what brought the tear to my eye? Is that I was shocked the first time I heard it. And I was like, God, why would I be amazed by that? Why would I be surprised that you did that? Why is this going to be something that that can stir other people's faith when when we already have your word? When your word has already told us that you will do these things, then why are we shocked when you do it? You know what I I heard one one, uh, pastor say one time, and I've kind of used it as my... uh, one of my mantras, my dad was a big mantra guy, and he would repeat things all the time. You know, I grew up in a house where we, you know, yeah, anyway, he, 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 he had his things, right? I guess that was kind of back in that generation. He went to the army, and so he had a bunch of things that they would say in the army. He was just quoting them all the time. I've become, one thing, my mantra, one of my mantras has been this. We're always amazed, but never surprised. When it comes to our God, I want you to always be amazed that he does what he does. Always be amazed at the grace and the mercy and the love and the compassion, but never be surprised. And the first time I heard that, I was surprised that, wow, God, that's awesome. But then it broke my heart that I was surprised that God would do something like that to a man who had gone through those things. And I I want to be the kind of guy That says, God, I trust you at your word. I believe you at your word. I want to know that your word is true. Not because you did it for somebody else. But because you said that you would do it for all. If we can get to that place that we're just trusting the word and not our experience. Where we're trusting the word and not just what he's done for that church or for that person. But that we trust that God said this and I believe it. You'll wake up every day happy. You'll wake up every day focused. You'll wake up every day with a purpose for life. Believing that God can do anything. I believe we serve a God that can do anything. How about you? Amen. I want to I wanna believe that with all that I am. Do I have struggles? I mean, we live on the mission field. Yes, we have struggles. Yes, there's, there's difficult times. Yes, there's things that we have to face that probably you, you don't even never have to face here in, in Southern California. But you know what? You guys have difficulties and you'll face things that I'll never have to face on the, on the mission field. 
So all of us have struggles. All of us have things we need to overcome. All of us have things we need to break through. All of us are going to need to call out to him to be our healer at times in our life. There's nobody that's going to be immune to having Jesus be your healer. That's why I love the heart of pastor that he says, we're going to do healing school every Sunday night. Why? Because the world needs to know he's a healer. Because the world needs to know he is an amazing God who will do anything, can do anything, and he wants to show himself to be true to his word. I love it. And I'm believing God to show up as Yahweh more and more and more in my church, in the lives of the people that God has given to me, but, but all over the world, that through the church, he'll just show up and say, I am. I am that I am. I am whatever it is that you need me to be. Tell him I am said that. Tell him I am did that. He paid a price for you to be healed tonight. He paid a price so that you could have strength and life flow in your body. And through his grace and his mercy, his love and compassion, we can hear and we can be healed. And my prayer tonight was just to come out here and just encourage you in your faith a little bit. Maybe say something that you've heard a thousand times, but maybe say it in just a little bit different way to where you could say, yes, tonight, I am ready to receive him as all that I need him to be. Because he is so good, isn't he? You need to know how much he loves you. He is love. And out of his love, he will do amazing things for you and for me. You know, the Bible tells us in Matthew that we are to, to, to pray and we're to come together and we're to believe God together and we're to bind things on earth and they will be bound in heaven. And we're to loose things on earth and they will be loosed in heaven. I believe we can bind up sickness and disease. And I believe we could loose the healing power of God tonight by faith. By faith in his word alone. Because we hear and we can be healed. Because he is faithful to heal all our, our sicknesses and all our diseases. And you might say, well, I don't know if I'm good enough to receive from God. Well, he took care of that by forgiving all your sins. If you'll just, just give your heart to him, just give your lives to him and say, I believe I'm worthy of all that you are, all that I am. I want it to be a, 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 a reflection of you, Lord. And so I thank you that your healing power is at work in me and that I have strength and life and healing flowing in my body. If you believe that tonight, I believe that God can do something special for you. And there might be people, I mean, all of you here tonight might need healing, but there might be somebody in here tonight that feels like you need, you need somebody just to pray with you and just to believe God with you. I, I think that I want to do that tonight. I know that you know, sometimes pastor says he, he'll pray for people, sometimes not. I just feel led to do that tonight. I don't always do it myself. But I feel led tonight to pray for people that maybe have been struggling, maybe you've had symptoms in your body and you're not sure you know, what's going through. And just based on your experiences, it's like, I don't know if he always heals. I'm telling you tonight, he always heals. He always heals. And even though you have symptoms in your body, we trust him at his word. And so we still praise him because he's the healer. 
And you say, well, I've got symptoms in my body. You'll still worship him because he's the healer. Well, I'm not, I, you know, I haven't overcome this sickness that, that I have. You thank him because he's the healer. He's the healer. And he loves you so much. And so what I want to do is I want to ask you all just to stand with me. And is there somebody that can play? Yeah, come on up. And, and I, just, I just want us just to put a focus upon him. I just want us to just know that he is the healer, that he is everything that we need him to be, that he is Yahweh. He wants to show up tonight and show you that I am your healer.